Welcome to Listening Space, the podcast that's all things mindset, life, and adventures. If you are looking for honest conversations, food for thought, life, and mindset advice, then you are at the right place. Join Cornelia and her guests and learn how to improve your life and relationships. Hello, and welcome back. In today's conversation, I'm talking to Alan, who changed up his life from an unhealthy lifestyle, feeling unwell and being overweight, to a healthy lifestyle, feeling better about himself and becoming a marathon athlete. He explains in a powerful way how he approaches changes in his life by using his mindset, positive thinking, positive self-belief and goal setting. He has competed in triathlons and continues to seek out different challenges to push his limits. Join me for this super motivational and inspiring conversation with Alan. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Alan. <laughs> Hello, Karina. How are you? Good, good. And you? Very well, very well. Enjoying, uh, I have a lovely view of Black Rock here in County Loud, so it's very soothing and calming. So I'm nice and relaxed and looking forward to the conversation. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about one of your biggest goals last year. Mm -hmm. um, you completed five marathons back to back and you covered over 200 kilometers. Mm -hmm. And that's not the only big challenge that you set yourself or the big goal that you set yourself in the past. So I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about it and ask why and how did you do it? <laughs> Yeah, I'm still asking myself that question. <laughs> uh, how how did I do it? Um, yeah, it it just came about. Um, I suppose to give it some context to people who are listening, uh, it probably goes back maybe five years. Um, to how it all started, I was probably put on a lot of weight and was feeling uh, lacking motivation and lacking maybe confidence in myself and some self esteem, and I kind of got health and cholesterol was very high and I, I I knew I was kind of the weight was kind of continuing to to go up and up and up so something needed to change um and I, I signed up to do a duathlon against a friend of mine and um I trained for a few weeks and ate well and trained and uh, I ended up winning that day just, just despite uh against the odds for the want of a better word and that just lit a fire in me that day to Continue, continue the challenge of um, self-exploration and, and discover where my limits are and pushing myself and stepping in out of my comfort zone. Um, I suppose if I was to go back five years, uh, 5K would have been a struggle for me. So never mind the thoughts and ideas of doing a marathon. Um, never mind then trying to put five marathons back to back. I mean, if you said that to me five years ago, I would have said that's absolutely ridiculous and absolutely impossible. Um, but it just goes to show you, too, that when you have the right determination, the right attitude um, and the desire to, to, to push and challenge yourself, that really anything is possible. You know, and I, I, I genuinely believe that most things are possible if you genuinely believe it and you have the work ethic to do it. So when I sat down to, to consider running uh, marathons back to back, I never ran two marathons back to back. And. I only had run two marathons previously and each after each marathon, I required about three to four weeks of recovery. So running two marathons back to back sounded insane, but I was fueled with 
my previous experiences over the four or five years of pushing myself to different challenges. It was fueled by the desire and belief in myself that I knew I was capable to, to challenge myself as something huge like this. And ultimately, really, it was just the belief in myself. I had no evidence that, that, that I could run marathons back to back, but it was the utter belief in myself and the last four or five years of pushing and challenging myself that fueled is like, I know I'm capable to give this to this, give this a really good go. And so when the idea came up, I, I wasn't scared by it. Obviously, uh, it needed lots of planning and lots of organization, but it didn't scare me. I knew deep down within myself that this is possible. So to go back to myself five years ago, to the person that's struggled to complete 5K five years ago, to now organizing, trying to run five marathons back to back, it's just a complete kind of 180 flip of the person that I was and the mindset that I have. And that's probably something we will tap into is, is mindset and how that can how that can shape you in terms of how you perceive yourself, how you perceive challenges and how you overcome obstacles when, when they come your way. Yeah, excellent point. And one of my next questions, mindset, right? So yeah. I assume it wasn't an easy challenge always. So how did you use your mindset as such when you felt challenged or thoughts came up in you know something like oh, I might can't do it like how did you change your mindset or adjust it well that's I, I have a perfect example um to to answer that question after the first marathon um I struggled after the first one I I, I probably wasn't feeling as good or as fresh that I, I I expected to be but what I also expected was to feel pain to feel discomfort to feel that it's going to be tough, to feel challenged, to feel like, oh, what have I done? This is this is extremely difficult. So after the first marathon and I got home and I went through my recovery process um, and then I woke up in the middle of the night sweating, panicking, going, what have I done? I've bidding off more than I can chew. This challenge was too extravagant. What was I thinking? Who was I to think that I could do this challenge? I'm going to let everybody down. I'm going to let myself down. And I woke up that morning in quite a bit of a frenzy. But then what I did was obviously using my experience over the last few years, I settled everything down. I took a deep breath. I got a piece of paper and a pen and I wrote down why I was worried. And the, one of the reasons I was worried was because my legs were sore and I was feeling pain. So I asked myself the question, did you expect to feel pain during this challenge? And the answer was yes, of course. And from that moment there, I just slipped into a kind of a comfort zone. Uh, I, I felt the expectation uh, just leave me. I just felt at ease. I felt comfortable because I had overcome that little obstacle, that little moment of, you know, we have a tendency when we, we set something daring or something challenging and we hit that first little bump, we, we tend to panic on, oh, what was I doing? What, 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 I shouldn't have done this. But once I hit that and I overcame that and I just rationalized out, um, you know, why am I worried? I'm worried because I'm feeling pain. Did you expect to feel pain? Yes, I did. So that, so that relaxed me. So I was feeling the way I expected to feel. So I was like, I'm at ease of that now. I'm a comfort because I expected this to happen. And that just eased me in. And then as the second, third and fourth day went round, I just got more comfortable and I got more uh, self-assured. And I just got into a kind of a zone that this is what I needed to do for the day to complete my challenge. And I kind of took it day by day rather than looking at um, 
you know, five marathons back to back or one marathon. I just took it kind of 5K, 10K, 15K at a time and not thinking about the next day. You know, so it was basically it was one marathon five times rather than five marathons back to back. So every day I finished, then it was just a matter of like reassessing, going through the recovery process, ticking all the boxes, doing everything that I could do that was within my control to make sure that I had the best opportunity to complete the, the, the challenge. So that that memory kind of stands out because it was just a simple thing of writing down my thoughts on a piece of paper and asking myself, what am I worried about? You know, uh, and just expressing that and putting that in paper, it just, uh, I don't know, it, it kind of just really highlighted that my thoughts were slightly irrational, you know, and that was just a simple wee trick um, that, 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 that helped me get through the, the events. Mm, okay. And did you do the same and write down stuff about how you wanted to achieve your goal or something positive or how did the writing or journaling process look like? So was it just the worries that you wrote down? I think I think it was just a general reflection and summary of where it was, because, you know, you could set many goals within the goals, the big the big goal, which was to complete all the marathons. Um, and I just broke it down for myself that, you know, it was getting through day one. I didn't worry about what time I was going to do it in or how fast it was going to go. The ultimate aim of the thing was to complete it. And if that meant running a marathon in six hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, that's what it was. That took a lot of uh, the expectation and the pressure away when I just said the challenge was to, com to complete it. Anything else after that were just added bonuses. Um, and I suppose from, from experience, I got myself caught up in, you know, uh, times and pace and trying to be very specific. And that, that all has a place in, 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 on its own. But for something like this and stepping so far out of my comfort zone, uh, you're trying to minimize the the, the pressure. Um, and that was just take one day at a time. And the ultimate aim of everything was just to complete the event. That's That was the ultimate aim. So the journaling really was about just my thoughts and feelings on the day. You know, uh, today went well, or I had it with the company and a good conversation. And I finished very strong today, feeling good. So it was more just general kind of summarizing my mood at that moment in time, as raw as it was there and then in the moment. Okay. And what other challenges did you experience along the way? Because it sounds like it is physically quite challenging. So how did you approach any other challenges that came up along the way? Well, I suppose there's numerous challenges for something like that. And logistically, and, you know, obviously the main things is hydration, food, recovery, um, stretching, all of those things. So again, taking care of the controllables. Um, but the challenges that I faced then was um, my Achilles heel um, from running on the footpaths the first and second day. That kind of developed an issue and a tenderness on my Achilles. So kind of managing that as well and not getting too distracted and not feeling like, oh, my race is over and this is just this has ruined everything. I again just focused on what I could control. And the Achilles was in my control to a certain extent. I could only maybe manage it or tape it up or ice it or do those things. After that, I couldn't control um, how that was going to react. So again, not overly worried about my ankle, but worried about my preparation. So when I come home um, after after the marathon would be getting my fuel, getting my protein, uh, getting my recovery boots on, getting my stretching, getting my hot Epsom salt baths food, more food, more food, you know, and getting good night's sleep and doing all of those things 
Um, so it, it literally found like I went into kind of autopilot that it just these things you got into a groove, you know. So before you started, you think you know you're a little overwhelmed that the that the huge challenge that you're about to take on. But because of all your preparation, because you're managing all the things within your control, and because you're structured and you're organized, and because you have a belief in yourself and not getting too distracted by by little obstacles in your way, it just I I kind of really really focused like a laser beam. And every day just was like autopilot and I knew exactly what to do, when to do it. And there's huge confidence to be got in that. And that's, again, organization and preparation, which ultimately then yields confidence in yourself that it's like I'm doing everything I can to give myself the best opportunity. So it wasn't a case of, oh, I have to do this and I have to finish this race today. It's like I will do everything I can to ensure that I have the best opportunity to complete this event. And that's a completely different mindset because one mindset is pressure, expectation, um, and the other one is kind of allowing yourself the freedom to 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 do whatever you can to complete the challenge. And, and so it, it can have a huge effect. Um, you know, as a society, we, we all put pressures on ourselves to, to achieve and get results, and that's what we seem to judge ourselves on. But removing that expectation and allowing yourself to uh, allowing yourself to the freedom and the movement to 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 take that pressure away, um, I, I think definitely can yield some really good results. Because if I had to put pressure on myself and and really get inside of my my ankle was hurting and my legs are sore and I had to let that fester and fester and fester, I d- I definitely don't think I would have got past day two. So mindset and overcoming those obstacles and using the mindset strategies was definitely key to to completing five marathons back to back yeah that sounds really great and it clearly worked for you and i know as well that you acquired into the mindset stuff let's say and strategies so if someone would want to try something similar or set themselves like a really big goal or challenge just like you did for yourself what would you tell them to start with and how to prepare and how to start using certain mindset strategies mm-hmm. and get them started. I think I would tell someone just to start, whatever that is, because I think what I've definitely found is, you know, I'm a dreamer and I'm always full of ideas. And I, you know, you listen to people and they say, oh, I'd love to run a marathon. I'd love to do a triathlon. I'd love to do this. I'd love to try that. And I, I, I think what, what defeats a lot of people is the inaction. So I think what I have found over the last four or five years is actually taking action. And that's actually just doing something and saying, feck it, you know, just kind of like uh, let go of that expectation. And I'm not going to overthink this and I'm just going to sign up for an event. So if a person says, I'd love to, I'd love to learn how to, I'd love to do a 5k, I'd love to do a marathon. I'd love to swim. I'd love to cycle. Just, just book something and sign up for it. I mean, to, to, I remember five years ago, six years ago, this stage, I nearly drowned doing my first try a try triathlon. And that was only 250 meters. And I nearly drowned and had a panic attack. And I never swam before in my life. But I just said, I'll give this a go. Um, and then I ended up completing two half Ironmen, which is nearly a two kilometer swim in open seawater from not being able to swim 250 meters. So everything has a starting point is what I tell people. So we often compare ourselves and we say, well, look at this person here. He's faster than me. He's fitter than me. He's more money than me. He's did this more than me. And that kills people, you know, is that that famous saying is comparison is the thief of joy. And you can't compare your journey to someone else's journey because we're all unique and we're all different. And 
even though sometimes we might do the same things, my experiences and my uniqueness and what I want from something is, is different to someone else's. So find out what it, what, what it is you want, not what someone else wants, and then take action. Because, you know, I'm sure I bore, I bore people to tears. They says, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I never did it. But then I started getting into the habit of just signing up for things and doing things and not kind of overthinking it, just kind of going, okay, I'm going to do this and think about it. And now I'm here because there's no real, there's no real failure or losing to be had in anything like that. There's only, there's only learning, you know, as I say, there's no such thing as failure, only learning because every time uh, you do these things and you put yourself out of your comfort zone, you're learning more about yourself. And then you're like, okay, you know, if you, if you want to do a 5k and you're like, oh, I could never run a 5k. And then you finish it and then you're like, well, I thought this was impossible. And I always told myself I'd never be able to do a 5K. And here I am now and I've done it. What more is possible? So you're tapping into your mindset. You're opening up the belief in yourself that, that, that you're capable of much more. And, and I think that's probably the journey I'm on is to, I feel I owe it to myself to explore uh, my dreams and my potential and my abilities. And I'm always searching for new challenges because that's when I come alive most is when I'm always pushing myself and stepping outside of my comfort zone. And I'm not afraid to fail. And I think, yeah, look, I mean, your, your ego definitely plays a part. With Nobody likes to look silly or nobody likes to look foolish. But I've definitely made friends with that and made peace with that. And, you know, telling people I'm going to run X amount of marathons back to back, I had the potential to look seriously foolish in front of a lot of people, you know, because I, I had no experience to say, well, I've done this, you know, 10 times, so I know I'm going to be able to do this. I've never ran two marathons back to back, but I had a belief in myself and I was comfortable if I'd done one, two, three, four, five, that I was going to be comfortable regardless of whether I seen it out or not. So if people are trying new things, take action, do it, and don't be afraid to, to fail. You, you, it mightn't work out, but that does not, should not put you off um, do, doing something else or trying something new. As I said, there's no such thing as failure. There's only learning. And the more you do that, the more comfortable you get with yourself and pushing your ideas of, your own perceived limits and what you're capable of. And from a person five years ago who, who had no confidence, self-esteem, who had weight, who couldn't run 5K, who was petrified of seawater, uh, who has now sitting here saying he's done two half Ironmans, run five marathons back to back, uh, mountain runs, trail runs, open water, sea swimming, you know. So everything has a starting point. So where you are now is where you're at. You know, don't judge yourself from the past. Don't live too much in the future. And that's another point that would make is, you know, um, I've had my struggles in the past and, you know, we've a tendency often to live in the past and we punish ourselves. And, you know, it's like you have to accept where you are now and live in the moment. And then sometimes we've a tendency to live too far in the future. You know, I always think when I get here, I'll be happy. When I get to this weight, I'll be happy. When I save this amount of money, I'll be happy. But really, it's the journey to get to that point and being kind of happy and present and where you are right now, because we all do it. I do. It's like when I get that new watch or when I get this new holiday, I'll, I'll be happy. And it's always the, the endless kind of when I get this, I'll be happy. So I've tried to bring myself more into the into the present and live a kind of a day to day. And that's not saying you can't plan in the future, but that's just saying is when you're sipping on a cup of coffee like I am here now that I'm, I'm tasting the coffee. When I go for a walk or I'm having a conversation with a friend, I'm present. I'm listening. I'm not distracted on the phone. I'm taking in the, the beautiful views on a day-to-day -day basis because the reality of it is and what this year has shown us is that anything can change and everything can be taken away from us in the click of a finger. So appreciating and 
uh, what you have right now, not living in the past of uh, not living in the past, not living in the future, but being present and being content. Uh, and I think that's definitely uh, a long-winded answer, but the kind of advice that I would give to someone um, who, who wanted to start off is just take action and don't be afraid to fail. Yeah, that is great advice. And I I totally agree because what you mentioned as well, the challenges and just do them and take action. And this is as well a reason or one of the reasons why I, for example, as well seek challenges all the time and learn something new all the time because you get to expand and learn so much about yourself and your abilities and realize, oh, wait a second, I actually can do this. And Mm. taking action and just get started. Yeah, such a big one. So yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. It sounds, yeah, really great. And it also sounds like you're familiar with mindfulness. You mentioned being in the present. Like, do you practice any meditation or mindfulness practices? I'd be lying if I said it's a regular component of, of my lifestyle and it's something that I'm trying to get into a more consistent and regular approach and I, I definitely feel this this lockdown in particular I've probably got out of the practice of my my good habits and day-to-day stuff so but that's okay too like you know we can't always be perfect and we can't always be striving to be our best selves and there's numerous days I'll be lying on the couch just watching telly all day and not do anything, you know, and that's that's okay too. It doesn't always have to be go, go, go and chasing your dreams and being happy all the time and being positive all the time. And sometimes it's okay to feel like shit or sometimes it's okay to feel negative or sometimes it's okay to give out about something or sometimes it's okay to eat that chocolate. But the punishment that we give ourselves, you know, like in particular, uh, one that, that's specific to me would be food, you know, and it's like if I have a chocolate bar or a piece of cake and it's like, oh, all my good work that I've done today is 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 gone now and is ruined by, by that piece of cake. And we've a tendency to summarize kind of our days by little moments. So a lot of people could have a really good day at work and maybe a very bad five minutes or 10 minute phone call with a client or a work colleague. And then that five or 10 minutes could define a really good day. So that good day then is dismissed and we worry and focus on that little five or 10 minutes. And it's a bit like, you know, the often reference in social media that, you know, if there's a thousand, uh, 999 positive comments, you will only focus on the one comment that was slightly negative. So we have a tendency and we're preconditioned to kind of seek out that that negativity rather than focus on the positivity. So, you know, um, mindfulness in terms of that, then it, it's really good to think and reassess and ask yourself. So if I give out about maybe a, a stressful day at work or a bad day, I might try and reassess and go, well, actually, how bad was that day? When I look back, it's like, you know, I woke up this morning and had a nice cup of coffee and the sun was out and the birds were chirping and it was a good day. And I got my exercise in and I got my work done. And maybe I had 10 minutes of a bad conversation with a, with a colleague or a bad phone call or whatever. And then go, OK, so 99 percent of my day was perfect. And that small one percent was wasn't great. But that's OK. Ninety nine percent was. But we have a tendency just to focus on that negative thing, you know, and you can use that uh, example for a variety of different things. People uh, when you're out running in particular, when you're training, there's good days and there's bad days. You know, one bad run doesn't make you a bad runner. One bad day doesn't make you a bad person or one slice of cake or chocolate doesn't make you a, a, a terrible person. So we got to be comfortable in, in ourselves and be content when things aren't going perfect. And that's definitely something 
that it was a massive learning uh, experience to me and the mindfulness has played a huge part in that and that's constantly reassessing my feelings and where I'm at and being comfortable in feeling emotions you know it's because I used to be scared to feel down or uh, scared to feel unmotivated but I'm starting to get comfortable being like that because I know I'm very self-aware of myself and what works best so I'm comfortable when I can express an emotion of I'm feeling sad today and I don't know why, but that's okay. I don't need to panic. It's like, it'll, it might take a few hours. It might take uh, a couple of days, but it'll leave. It'll pass. You know, whereas some people can feel an emotion of sadness and then it's like, like Oh no, everything's gone wrong and everything's why me. And then we can play the victim and everything has gone wrong and nothing works for me. And you go up the road and you hit a, a traffic lights go from green to red. And it's like, Oh, that's typical. And everything just doesn't work out for me. And, so when you seek out that negativity, you will find it. But the equal is also true, is if you seek out the positivity and you seek out the good things, it will also find it. So it just depends on where you choose to shift your perspective. And it's the old cliche, is it a glass half full or is it a glass half empty? And I used to be a glass half empty, but now it's a glass half full. And that definitely uh, frustrates through my life because I, I choose to search for the positive things. But I'm also comfortable too when I do feel the negative things, I can express that i can uh i can allow it to be present and not get scared or worried by it because i know it will pass yeah that's really a really great point and a lot of people i speak to i know that they find it very challenging at the moment to see the good in the bed and to look for positive things in challenging times especially right now so once again what kind of tip or advice would you give someone who is not familiar with looking for something positive in a challenging time and how can they start doing it it's a good question it's a tough question you know because i sit here not having all the answers and i sit here being that person that off that gets bored that gets stressed out that gets you know i'm bored of lockdown and i've lost motivation during lockdown i've put weight on in lockdown so you know it's, it's a tough question to answer but all i can say to you is one of the biggest things that i've learned is self-compassion and not to judge myself too harshly um so that for me is probably everything because when we're in lockdown here and there's days I, you know, I'm sitting here and I, I, I binge on Netflix or I have a few biscuits and tea and it's like, oh, I didn't go for my run today. I'm terrible. and Oh, I didn't eat that healthy dinner today. I'm such a terrible person. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, we have a tendency then to be overly uh, hard on ourselves, you know, and we, we focus on these little things and a confessor. So what I would say is focus on small things. You know, if that's drinking two liters of water or having a green tea or doing a five minute walk, that's better than than doing nothing at all. And all these little things I often refer to the piggy bank system. And that is if I put 10 cents in the piggy bank, it's not an awful lot. But if I keep putting 10 cents in consistently over a long period of time, that will add up to a significant amount of money. So I see life and challenges and, and things like that. So when things are going against me, let's say, or I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling overly motivated, I take it back to the very basics. And that is, you know, uh, drinking plenty of water, eating reasonable amount of good food too, um, showing myself some self-compassion, not criticizing myself, maybe read a book or a podcast, or maybe go for a walk for five, 10 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it may be. So 
little things add up over time. So I'm not trying to hit the, the home run every time. I'm going to run for two hours. I'm going to meditate for an hour. I'm going to eat nothing but clean food today. And I'm going to drink blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to do all these big things because then you're setting expectations on yourself. With expectations comes pressure. We're in an, uh, a time where it's we've never experienced anything like it in our lifetime. And everything uh, as we've known it has changed. So that obviously brings a lot of insecurities and unknowns and things. So if there's ever time to be self-compassionate uh, and show yourself some love and kindness, it's right now. So don't always feel like you have to be doing everything and you have to be chasing your best life and living every day like it's your last. It's okay to have off days, off weeks and that. But key to what we said earlier on, taking action. Have some sort of an idea and plan as like where you'd like to go. So if you're, if you're, you know, you put on a little weight now, it's fine. If you're not exercising as much, that's fine. But let's get back to the basics again. Simple wee things. If it's five minutes of a podcast, 20 pages of a book, simple, small little things add up to significant results over time. So that's where I always tend to go. And that's the advice I would give to anyone. Focus on the small little things. Don't be trying to learn a new language in two days. Don't be trying to um, take over the world, in, in, you know, because you're putting so much pressure and expectation on yourselves in a time that's so uncertain. Go back to the little victories. If it's hoovering the floor, if it's folding away some clothes, that's a box ticked. That's it. well done for today. And that may just be enough. Pat yourself on the back and say, well done. You got through today. You're still here. And we go again tomorrow and see what tomorrow brings. And that just keeps building and building and building. And it builds this really, really strong foundation to really then step it up when things start to open up again and you can actually go places and do things. You have at least some sort of a foundation to work on to really thrive rather than having to build your foundation and start again. And as we all know, when you're at that level, it's very, very hard. But just do the basics. Show yourself some care. Feed your body good food. Give yourself some water. Give yourself every chance to hit the ground running when things lift off. So that's the advice I would give. Yeah, that is great advice. And I would as well say the exact same. Go back to the basics and have a look at your needs in the moment, your, your core needs even. And just go back to the very basics, like st take a step back and look at your yourself, your body, what you need right now. And what can you do within your environment, what you have control, control over and mm -hmm. keep it very simple and start with baby steps. So I can totally I can only agree with that advice because it is very essential right now, I think. And yeah, yeah simplicity is key at the moment. And that looks different for everybody, obviously. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I think it's you said a couple of things there. The simplicity. I think at this moment in time, it's essential more than ever. But in general, like, I think we always think that, you know, all of these things should be very complicated and chasing all our dreams. And it should be like, but simplicity works best. And I mean, what I've done over the last five years is just simplicity. And again, it's just little marginal gains over time and getting significant results, little things over time, planting the seed and just working and working and working and working and, and, and it turns into something uh, really good. And I'm very proud of some of the things that I've achieved and I'm not done yet, but simplicity is the key. There's nothing overly complicated about anything that I've done, um, especially in terms of the marathons back to back. I mean, I'm just, I just got out and I just done the, I had a, a structure, I had a training plan. And I just did that every day. I didn't do anything uh, scientific. I didn't do anything crazy. It was just hard work, dedication every day. And 
I think what I like to do is, in particular, is to relate kind of sporting activities and sporting goals and turn that into your personal professional life because there's lots of similarities and parallels. Because if you're going to attempt to run a marathon, half marathon or 5K, you need to be uh, disciplined, you need to be organized, you need to have a training structure, you need to have a plan, you need to be resilient and determined when the weather is uh, windy or it's raining or the days you just want to sit on the couch and eat biscuits and drink tea and you you can you force yourself to get out there and keep doing it and that's that can be so relatable to personal and professional life i mean it's not just about sports and medals but it's about your mindset and mentality and what that does for you so you can take all of those things into a personal or professional life the discipline the resilience the structure the hard work you know perseverance commitment all of those things are values that tra- are transferable into your personal and professional life so that's why I, I i'm always a big believer in setting yourself kind of like sporting goals or pushing you outside your comfort zone because there's so many benefits to those things anywhere but it can have a huge effect on how you uh, perceive and approach uh your your mindset in your personal and professional life so there's it's win-win <laughs> it's win-win when you set yourself some, some crazy goals yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And going back to the marathons last year, mm. tell me a little bit about the actual experience. So five marathons in five mm. days. So yeah. how how was that experience? Like, was there any surprises, or how did you even how did you even do it? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Um, the surprising thing was, I think was the community spirit um, in the area that I live here. Um, I'm in Black Rock County Loud. And I suppose during my journey of four or five years, it's a very selfish kind of a journey, but selfish in a positive way. I, I, I decided that I wasn't going to please people anymore. And I was I was going to do what was right for me and follow my own journey and my own truth. And so that can be a quite isolating, you know, when, when you're part of a group and you know, you're going out and with friends and you're drinking and doing all this and you're like, something in you tells you, this isn't what I want to do and this isn't where I want to be. So I decided to kind of separate myself from that. And that can be quite lonely when you decide that you don't want to do what everybody else wants to do. So I spent four or five years kind of uh, exploring and um, delving into to what I want and who am I. And um, so that journey can be quite isolating. So what I found was the most surprising thing for me doing the marathons was I let people in. I let people help me and, and people just surprised me and, and surpassed my expectations and the amount of goodwill and people seeing what I was doing and, and people were inspired and people donated very generously and people helped me out and people ran kilometers with me. And it just seemed the effect that a positive action can have. And sometimes we, I, I know from, years ago I suppose I would have always had a feeling of being quite insignificant and you know that's obviously from being in a bad place and then here I am in a position of running marathons back to back and I'm, I'm inspiring people and and people are getting involved and it's raising money for for a really really worthy charity and it just kind of goes to show that everybody has a purpose you know but it's about finding out what your purpose is you know because I was following a path I think that I thought that, every, that, that I was supposed to go along, you know, and we, there's in society we're conditioned to be, you know, by this age, we have to do this. By this age, we have to have a house, we have to be married. And there's lots of unwritten rules there that and expectations, again, is a word that keeps popping up and that puts pressure on us to, uh, to do certain things. But uh, there's nothing, I think, better than following the path that's right for you, you know, and, and 
I think it's about having a concrete belief in what you want to achieve and what you, because otherwise you can get knocked very easily because I would have found come back four or five years ago, you know, if I uh, said I want to do a triathlon or I want to do this or that, and someone said, oh, that's a bit stupid or why would you do that? I would let that affect me. But now I have a concrete kind of belief in the person that I am, the challenges that I know I'm capable of doing uh, and the person I want to be. So if someone has criticism, it doesn't affect me in the same way. So, but that's only by following the path that's right for you. But when, when, when you have, when you're following the path that everyone else is going along and you know it's not right for you, that affects your confidence and affects your self-esteem and your values is something that you get trampled on. And that, that definitely can affect your self-esteem. Uh, so really, you know, finding out who you are um, and that takes a lot of self-exploration and it takes a lot of work and being comfortable with emotions and uh, expressions uh, of emotion uh, and getting comfortable with that. So that's that's definitely what I'd say. Okay, yeah. I think that is definitely a lifelong journey as well, because I can see people stressing out over that topic a lot. And mm. people want to know straight away, or by the end of their 20s or 30s, who am I or what am I going to do? What's my purpose? But I think sometimes it is actually a lifelong journey. So I wonder as well, would you agree with that? Or do you think that you could find your purpose already a bit sooner? Or what's your take on that? I think I think it's right what you say. I think it's a never-ending journey because information is, there's always more information. There are always new learnings. So you're always developing. You're always learning new things. And I, I think the progression is it's never ending. The learning is never ending. But I suppose yeah, it's a fine balance, I would say, because you don't want to always you don't want to always be chasing. You know, it's like chasing this dream or chasing this uh, ideal version of yourself. And again, it's something that we spoke about is coming back to the present and where I am here now and trying to be as content as you are here now. Like I can sit here being content, but that's not also the same I have dreams and ambitions, you know, but I'm trying to not live in the dreams and ambitions too much. I kind of try and bring myself back to be here where we are right now. And where I am right now is having a, a conversation with you. That's where I am. And that's I'm in this moment being here and not distracted about my dreams and goals. So it's OK to have dreams and goals and to think about that. Um, but it's a never ending journey. And listen, you know, everybody is so unique and so different and so for some people that may be the house and the kids and all these different things but maybe for you that might not be for you and that's absolutely okay but we've a tendency to judge ourselves based on what the majority of society is well but society says success is your salary so uh, society says that success is a good job and a good pension and and a four-bedroom house and three kids and all that and that's great that's fantastic if you're comfortable with that but if if you're a person who feels like there's more in you or you want to experience more the journey never stops because you're always wanting to develop you're always wanting to explore new ideas and I think that's quite exciting too because it can take you anywhere you know um and some people I suppose that that word that I that, that I'm uncomfortable with is inverted commas settle down uh some people choose to do that you know and it, it, it that might be the right decision for them but if you're a person that has dreams and you want to 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 explore that follow it because otherwise i think you will you 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 will live a life kind of unfulfilled so it's better to have tried and uh, failed than never to try at all so um follow follow your own journey follow your heart follow your head uh, and don't just follow the the crowd for the sake of it yeah agreed really really 
really good point. And I liked what you said as well about being in the present. And at the same time, you can also think about your dreams or goals or the future as such. I personally always think or try to achieve some sort of balance. So I think balance is a really big one in life. And finding that sweet spot for yourself between, okay, I am present and I, I am able as well to think about the future or even the past maybe, but you know, have a balance. So not entirely live in the future and only thinking about the future goals or the worse, you know, only living in the past, basically. So basically have the balance between, okay, I'm here right now. I'm in the present moment. And yeah, so um, I would then throw in, yeah, the, the balance part and basically finding your own balance and making sure you can figure that out for yourself. Yeah, and as you, you just said something there just about the past and how, how we look at the past and, and, you know, you can look at the past to to learn from it for maybe mistakes that were made or things that, but not dwell on it like, oh, I wish I could go back and change this or that. Because regardless if it was a negative event or a negative thing that has happened, that has brought you to where you are here right now in the present. And that's that has what shaped how you are right now. So the past cannot be changed. But what we can have an effect of is, is the future and where I am now from here on in. You know, if I have a goal or a plan that I'd like to achieve in the future, I am now in control of how I, 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 I can go about achieving that. But the past is gone. And so many people kind of live in the past and I wish I could change this and I wish I could do that. And maybe there's issues that people have in the past and maybe that's something they need to kind of deal with and maybe with a professional or something like that. But um, making peace with your past and accepting that I cannot change anything that has occurred in the past. And again, as I said, if it is a negative event or something terrible that has happened, that has still shaped where you are right now. So all of these events, be it as negative as they are, is, is learning and has brought you to this point here and now. But the only place that you can have control over is the future. So not to dwell too much on, on the past because it, it cannot be changed. It's out of your control. Yeah, such a good point. And I totally agree with that as well. Yeah. So. So um, talking about goals and challenges and all that kind of stuff, is there any big goal or challenge coming up for yourself? Did you set yourself anything big for this year or even maybe it's a smaller one? Like, is there anything you you might want to share? Yeah, um, I suppose I, I'm. this is kind of one of my favorite uh, points um, where I'm at in terms of my challenges is like the the canvas is blank. So now I can design any challenge that I like. And I think that's definitely something that I enjoy because what I've learned over the last four or five years is that I've done duathlons, marathons, 5Ks, half Ironmans, uh, all different things. So I like challenging myself in different areas. So basically I have a blank canvas to kind of like, uh, I'm probably looking at a multi-stage event. Um, I'm looking at... Um, I signed up for a 52k mountain run up in Donegal. So that's across the seven peaks. It's called the Seven Sisters uh, Sky Race Challenge. So that's that's going to be probably about 12, 13 hours running over mountains. Uh, I'm probably looking at a multi-stage desert event in the near future as well. Um, the possibility of running from Allenhead to Mizzenhead <laughs> in Ireland, the length of the country with it, with a team is, is something I'm playing around with. But it, I mean, sitting here and I... I just throw out these things but I mean I don't say these as just empty ideas I say these as ideas and I mean there's I'm just after thinking of something there and it's, it's something advice that I would give is don't be afraid to dream and don't be afraid to express your ideas to other people do you know and don't be afraid because people 
I know a lot of people that are afraid of expressive ideas in case the people run it down or say that's silly or that's stupid. But I think that's where I start in terms of my challenges. And you, you asked me what advice would I give to someone who, who wants to start someone? Just throw ideas out there. Just throw ideas out there. And re- regardless of whether you see it through or not, it's getting you in the thought process of thinking, well, I said I'm going to run 5K or 10K. I'm going to run a marathon. How does that feel? How does that sit with me? Does that feel something that excites me? Does that something that I feel I could do? Does that scare me? Does that something that I really don't want to do? And I think playing around with ideas is, is one of the best ways um, to, 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 to explore new challenges and adventures. And, you know, I certainly do that because I throw out these ideas to different people, you know, uh, uh, will, will I run seven marathons? Will I run five marathons? You know, will, will I, will I not? And, and then uh, the more I did it, the more comfortable I felt with it and the more excited I felt about it. And that was all just from the idea of putting that out there into the universe, you know, and not being deterred when someone turns around and said, Oh, that's not a good idea. And, and understanding your, your audience, I think, is a very important part as well. And, and knowing who, who you can throw ideas out to or not, because not everybody's going to say, yeah, that's that's great. That's that's a brilliant idea. And that's going to work for you because a lot of people will probably be against it because a lot of people live in the comfort zone. So a lot of people are going to feel uncomfortable and you put very uh, difficult challenges towards them and they're going to find a way to say, oh, that's too difficult or that's too hard. So you got to be make sure you know who your audience is and who you can bounce around ideas off because otherwise you can it can have an effect and and to to to, to be surrounded with like-minded people you know that that encourage and that support you and just don't run it down because because of their own insecurities of their own uh, lack of action in their own lives um so i i think the simple thing of just either writing down an idea seeing it out there putting it out into the universe and see how does that resonate with you and i think it's a simple 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 way to find out well what what is my next challenge what could excite me and, and play around and not be afraid to dream or to say i'm going to run the length of of africa over a month or i'm going to run the world it's like nothing is impossible really and that sounds like my head's in the clouds but I do firmly believe from my past experiences that we have so much potential and we're so capable of such wonderful things. If you want to, if you want to, you may not be that person. You may be happy and content in in a nice job and your car, your house and your wife, your kids, you may be content with that. But if there's something else in you that's scratching and itching away to experience adventure and challenge, just throw it out there and and explore it and, and see where that takes you because who I am five years ago to who I am now sitting here having this conversation, it's it's a 360. I'm not even recognizable, you know, and that was all just by starting off with an idea, taking action and exploring that. And here we are now. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think that is actually just so well said. I I don't think I have any other questions now because you pretty much said it all already, which is great. And there's a lot of advice here for our listeners as well. And I really hope that it resonates with some of them and that people find it as motivating as I found our conversation. And I know you have your own page or Instagram page or something where you sometimes share your experiences and thoughts. Um, If someone wanted to look you up or get in touch with you, where could they find you? Yeah, I have an Instagram page that I use kind of for uh, my own thoughts or uh, mindfulness or uh, mindset kind of strategies and ideas. And, and I also put up about some of the events and training that I do. So that's uh, reset, lowercase, reset underscore coaching on Instagram. You'll find me there and it's Alan Conlon. And uh, if anybody listening to this wanted to kind of reach out or send me 
uh, direct message about starting challenges, about goals or anything, I'm more than happy to, to, to answer it because I'm nothing different. I'm, I'm nothing special. I, you know, I work a full-time job and I just have a person that has had enough of living a certain lifestyle, feeling pretty down and just took action and changed it around. I'm, I'm still not perfect. Nobody is, but I'm definitely a person that is not afraid to challenge themselves a wee bit more. I'm not afraid to kind of fail anymore. I'm not afraid to look silly in front of other people anymore. I'm not afraid to kind of dream. I'm not afraid to throw ideas out there. And I'm not afraid of taking on different challenges and, and kind of exploring where my limits are. And I, I don't think I will be content until I find out where my ceiling is and where is my limit. And that may be in a desert, that may be in space, I don't know. But I'm very, very excited about the possibilities uh, of exploring my, my limits and my potential. And anybody that wants to, to reach out, um, send me a direct message. I'm more than happy to offer advice or help out in any way. Perfect. Thank you. I will also mention your details in the episode description so you can find Alan's page and details there. And I just wanted to thank you as well, Alan, for coming on here and sharing your experiences and being so inspiring. And yeah, just thanks a lot for sharing and all the advice that you gave us here. No problem. I, I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed it yourself and I hope people get something from it as I'm sure they will, but uh, it's been very enjoyable and thank you for having me on. No problem. Thanks a lot and talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Make sure to check out listeningspaceonline.com and our social media to find more information about Cornelia and her guests. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Until next time.